Ministry leadership is hard. It can be exhausting and confusing and overwhelming, especially in times of great change like we're living in now. That's why we need to get up on the balcony, as Ronald Heifetz puts it. We need to learn to get a view from the top, see what's happening on the dance floor. That requires leadership skill, adaptive capacity, emotional health, and deep spiritual formation. I'm Marcus Watson, and my hope is that these quick conversations with Todd Bolsinger would help you both develop a healthy outer life of ministry leadership and a healthy inner life of faithful discipleship. Hey everyone, uh, I'm here with uh, Todd Bolsinger for another quick conversation for the Long Haul of Leadership, and we're going to look at a quote from Chuck DeGroat uh, today. This actually is something that he said in episode 82 of uh, this podcast, Spiritual Life and Leadership, and here's, here's what he said. He said, there has been uh, this strange collusion and love affair with power that the church has had in general, which is interesting given that our faith is centered in the, one, in the crucified one. The Suffering Servant. And let me just read it one more time just so we can kind of soak it in here. There has been this strange collusion and love affair with power that the church has had in general, which is interesting given that our faith is centered on the crucified one, the suffering servant. Anyway, an interesting dichotomy, I suppose. Todd, Todd, what do you think? Um, Have you seen this? Have you noticed this? Have you seen this to be true? Yeah, actually, um, it's not only true in every leadership setting I'm in, uh, it's true all the way back to Jesus. I mean, um, Jesus is, you know, two of the three disciples closest to him, James and John come and uh, their mother intercedes, you know, put, put my sons on your left and right hand. And Jesus actually refers to the cross when he talks to them, right? He says, says they don't, they don't know what they're asking for. Um, yeah. The left and right side of Jesus is to be crucified along with him. So in one sense, we are in good company if we struggle with Mm -hmm. it. We're in the company of other apostles and saints and and people who follow Jesus. In another sense, it demonstrates just how profoundly radical the Christian life is. And because you and I are talking about leadership, I think it's worth worth saying that, um, Mm -hmm. that it's, I think it is a, particular temptation for those of us who are called into leadership. We tend to think that leadership is lording over other people and we lord over people so we can be in power and in control. And Jesus had some things to say about that too. Yeah. Well, and uh, you know, and I I think we have been um, discipled almost (laughs) in our, in terms of leadership. Oh, you've got to be, the the great leader with the vision, right? Cast the vision and get everyone mm. to follow along. And um, and so, uh, you know, I'm thinking about the way that you work with churches. It seems to me that perhaps one of the one of the things we need to do is sort of unlearn. Perhaps is that the right way of thinking about it yeah, to unlearn yeah, that yeah. kind of leadership? Yeah, there's been it's interesting because there's been a number of folks who put out some books lately and comments on podcasts and such about how uh, the problem today is that we haven't. Uh, we have a problem that we're too fixated on leadership. And my thing would be that it goes all the way back into the scriptures that the problem that God has is with bad leaders, mm, you know, shepherds yeah. who don't take care of the sheep yeah, or the yeah. flock. Um, he, Jesus, does, God doesn't say, I'm going to get rid of all leaders. He says, I'm going to give them a shepherd after my own heart. Mm. So it's a good reminder to us that we absolutely need to be discipled in and formed in in yeah. models of leadership that reflect Jesus. 
um, yeah. not models of leadership that are basically built out of our own desires for yeah. uh, power and authority and control yeah. and all those things. Yeah. And how, how does, how does that happen? <laughs> how do, how yeah. do we start well, to let go of that longing for power? And, and I don't want to mm-hmm. make it sound like we're all a bunch of bad guys because we want to, mm-hmm. we, we get drawn towards power, but I think it's human. But so how do we begin yeah. to let go of that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we start by exo- acknowledging that our desire for power is a desire to, um, it's, it's a deep human awareness of our vulnerability. Right. So again, I've said this before, we've gone back to Jesus. We've now gone, we can all go all the way back to Genesis if we want. Right. So what's the first temptation? You will be like God, right. (laughs) That we're told in the garden. So, so the reminder to us is that we are talking here when we talk about power, about some of the most deeply rooted challenges of being a human, let alone being a human who's been entrusted with some authority. So Yeah. yeah, we should take this very seriously and see this as a, and as an um, an area for our yeah. lifetime of formation, yeah. especially if we're yeah. called into some kinds of function and, yeah. and function and purposes as leaders. Yeah, and and what a great reminder from from Chuck DeGroat here, right? That our faith is centered on the crucified one, mm-hmm. right? And he calls him the suffering servant. That's yeah. the kind of leadership we're called into. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, that requires, I guess, some sharing, right? Which, mm-hmm. which is the adaptive part, right? We learn yep. from each other as we yep. as we lead yep. in a world that's unfamiliar in, in some ways. Yeah. Well, one of the most powerful parts about adaptive leadership and why we teach this is because uh-huh. adaptive leadership takes us back to our deepest values, mm-hmm. like that that are the literally like the DNA that define our identity. If our identity is found mostly in the fact that we have been engrafted into the family of God and that Jesus is our elder brother and that we are part of God's own people, then the DNA that we need to pass on is that. And we need to recognize that that being shaped in that way is central to our responsibility in our work. And and that's what adaptive leadership calls us to do. It's it's to uh, throw off the patterns of leadership that don't work and that don't accomplish um, God's vision for us and to be in a lifetime of formation. Yeah, 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 that's great. Uh, Well, here's a quote one more time uh, from Chuck DeGroat. This was episode 82. Uh, There has been this strange collusion and love affair with power that the church has had in general, which is interesting, he says, given that our faith is centered on the crucified one, the suffering servant. Well, thanks for listening to this quick conversation with Todd Bolsinger. If you find the Spiritual Life and Leadership podcast valuable, would you share it with someone you know? And would you also rate and review the podcast? That helps to make the podcast more findable for others. Again, thanks for listening, and I will see you next time here on Spiritual Life and Leadership. Spiritual Life and Leadership.